to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by Danuta and Lawson. Good morning, Lawson. Another super new day together. Yes, absolutely. I am so happy to be here. So stoked to be on The Breakfast Show with you this morning, Danuta. Getting into all things positively different oh, radio. Danuta, how have you been? I've been really good. Yeah, yeah, really good. You know what? I had my my foot fixed last night. What does that mean? Uh, well, as in I had to they go and put, see my... They sewed it back on? <laughs> it wasn't quite chopped off. But I've been having problems with my big toe and my foot for a few months now. Oh, and rough. I went and saw the osteopath and finally it's all back in place and I can walk a whole lot better. It, so I'm I'm grateful. What did they do? What, what, what was it? Yeah, the what? toe had to be... Like, I, I, they I don't cut know it what, off? No, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I was kicking something I, obviously a few months ago that put my foot and my toe out. But anyway... The good. Oh. I'm really grateful for that, and I'm really grateful mm-hmm. for good, you know, chiros, physios, mm. um, osteopaths. They're all out there that can help in different ways for people. So, um, and I'm grateful that you are doing well. You're looking a lot better today. Oh man, I'm I'm just happy to be here. You know, I, I've I've been just flat out in the library. You know, getting it done for closing out. You know, finishing off the the essays and whatnot. I've got some good jams coming up. I've got a presentation. On Thursday, you know, just stuff like that. But uh, yeah, actually, I had I just had a really good day yesterday, like getting lots of study done, getting out and about. Again, being sick of the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of stuck in my room. Yeah, and, and, and it's just the worst day. Like mm-hmm. I think the clouds just seem to get you know come in and get darker and whatnot in life. I'm speaking a bit metaphorically there, mm. but then all of a sudden, like I feel better. I'm like, oh, I can come out of my room more. So I'm like. Hey, yeah, life is good outside. So, Fresh air and sunshine is good too yeah, for you. Absolutely. <laughs> to so keep that, recovering. that's been fantastic. Coming up in our interview today, we have Dr. Justin Jackson looking on, uh, talking about diabetes. In our new segment, we're looking at cervical cancer and the government. Mm. And in our Bible study, we're continuing about sharing God's mission. And today we're looking at Abraham's love for everyone. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. I hope my husband was listening because he's such a guitarist. He loves guitar. Mm. I know you're a guitarist too, but that was just like that was epic, awesome. epic with the um, guitar stuff in that song. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm sure that Jaden is one of Cheryl's favourite artists because we we have him here quite quite regularly, don't we? Yeah. A really good variety. So thanks, Cheryl, for that one. Okay, it's come time for our first quiz question, please, Lawson. Yeah, it's simply this: Who was called to follow Jesus on the road to Damascus? If you know the answer to that one, hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. Again, that question was, who was called to follow Jesus on the road to Damascus? If you know the answer, and if you answer it correctly, and if you send us that answer at 0491-064-669, you'll go into the draw to win our amazing prize for this week, which is a gratefulness jar. It's a beautiful piece of decor that is, it's, it's white and, and it's, it's like the colors of it are really beautiful. It's like white and, and gold and wooden. And it's this beautiful jar, which you would 
perfectly it's furnished. It's a porcelain jar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any household, but then as well, it's got these beautiful cards in it, and as you know, talking about the things that we can be grateful for, the Absolutely. things that God have done has done for us, the way that He has worked for us. And so, guys, if you want this amazing piece of decor, again, our number is zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and the question to answer is simply this: Who was called to follow Jesus on the road to? Damascus. Again, that number was 0491-064-669. And the clue is we did talk about it a bit last week and we have talked it over the last few weeks every now and then because this person's books are written also in the Bible. That's yeah. another clue. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there you go. If, who, who wrote books in the Bible and was also on the road to Damascus? You know the answer? 0491-064-669. That's it. Hey, we've actually got a few hellos here. We've already got texts coming through with our oh, quiz answers. Awesome. David, David sends a hello to all three of us this morning, oh, Shul Danuta awesome. and Lawson. So that's a nice start to the morning. Hey, where are we going to say hi to? Which which town are we going to? Mate, we are going to none other than Hamilton, Victoria. Ah. Listening on 88.0. There are a number of Hamiltons all over the place. We, we, we live in, well, here in Newcastle, we've got a, a Hamilton that's, that's right up the road in, in Newcastle City. There's Hamilton in New Zealand. But yeah, look, Hamilton, Victoria this morning listening on 88.0. Hey, congratulations that you guys have the signal to Faith FM out that way. And give us a text if you are listening from that area this morning or you've been to that area, you've been through that area. If you're from Hamilton, Victoria, let us know. 0491 That's right. And it's the South Western part of Victoria along the Glenelg Highway. Gl- oh, oh, nice. Glenelg, I think of Glenelg Beach in Adelaide. It's mm-hmm. such a nice place. But anyway, this is on Glenelg Highway, not on the mm-hmm. beach. So, yeah, text us in. Let us know what you think, um, mm-hmm. what you love about there. So 0491064669 is the number. Danita, what is happening in the world of positively different news? We always love positive news here, mm-hmm. don't we? Yeah. Okay. And so here the, the the news today is looking at possible reductions with cervical cancer. Now, cervical cancer, of course, is um, you know highly um, yeah just uh, something that with affects most commonly women in their early thirties, mm-hmm. which is of course when you think about it, a very young age, mm. very young age that it actually affects um, women. And it's actually since nineteen ninety nine, the standard treatment has actually been chemotherapy and radiotherapy mm. combined. Now, unfortunately, you know, several years back, um, we lost a friend of ours to cervical cancer, mm. and that's really always really tragic. But it also is tragic. When when, um, you know, young mums actually have it and then um, in, in some cases do pass away. Mm. Um, and so here, any kind of findings for any kind of cancer, but also in this case, particularly for cervical cancer, will be great. So here's the thing, that with the standard treatment of chemo and radiotherapy, there is generally a five-year survival rate um, and 
for about 70% of them survive about five years. So when you think about it, that means about 30% are not living any longer than five years, which is really quite concerning. Now, here's the thing that about... So the study is being done in the UK. So the stats that I have here is from the UK. About 3,200 new cases are actually diagnosed per year in the UK, which is a high number when you think about it. And um, and so the cancer research in UK has been doing studies, as do a lot mm-hmm. of research centres that continue to do studies trying to find what, you know, what they can do for anyone with cancer in the different areas. And I know in the past here on the Faith FM, we've actually looked at some also for those that have bowel cancer and brain cancer and a range of different things in the area of cancers. So here in the UK, they're actually doing research uh, looking at cervical cancer. Now, it may be possibly may be possibility of using certain drugs before the usual treatment for cancer is what they're saying. And it actually may decrease uh, about a third of the risk of cancer returning or leading to death in a lot of case, in, in a number of cases. So that's actually quite a, quite a large number when you think a third, a a decrease by a third. So Mm. the trials that they've actually been doing is looking at induction chemotherapy. So it's shortened to the terms IC. And they're using medications that are already approved oh, wow. and available, uh, and available, and are cheap. So that's yeah. really cool, isn't it? Don't you oh, think? Oh, that's that incredibly encouraging. That they're using stuff that they've already got, and they're kind of going, "What can we do? How we can combine this?" Rather than just giving people the option of going straight into chemo yeah. and radiotherapy. And I like that, you know, because it's using that more, more conventional side. And so mm. what is fi- what they're finding and that they're trying the trials were actually looking at to see if it would actually kill the cancer cells um and whether it will actually re- decrease the relapse um if these medications are mm. actually given before the radio and chemotherapy treatment. Mm. So what the trial actually found is that after 5 years now let's just keep in mind that about 70% of those who are diagnosed live up to 5 years. So here the trial actually found that after five years, 80% of those who actually had this, uh, this induction chemotherapy and chemo and radiotherapy treatment survived. So mm-hmm. this is after, so when you think that 70% pass away, you know, don't survive beyond five years, here after, after the f- five years, 80% are actually surviving, which is actually really cool, I think. And also about 73% didn't see the cancer return or spread, mm. which is massive when you think about that. So here, the, the, with those with the standard, um, Standard, uh, treatment, uh, of, of, uh, of just the chemo and radiotherapy. So the ones that is typically been done of just chemo and radiotherapy, only 72% of them survived and only 64% didn't see the cancer spread or return. So, um, Professor Jonathan Letterman, who's the author of the results, says that it's an actually an important advance in cr- treatment and they're hoping that this will make a lot of change, you know, with what they can actually be doing. And here's the words of Dr. Mary McCormack. She's the lead investigator of the trial from University College London's mm. Cancer Institute and College uh, University College London Hospital. She said, our trial shows that this short course of additional chemotherapy delivered immediately before the standard 
um, chemotherapy can reduce the risk of the cancer returning or death by 35%, 30 to 35%. This is the biggest improvement in outcome in this disease in over 20 years. Isn't that fabulous? Like absolutely incredible. So that one's actually from the Guardian UK. Mm. And I just think like in over 20 years, that's a really huge breakthrough, don't you think? And and I just think, you know, um, you know, in God's word, we actually find the fact that God wants us to be well. He wants us to be well in every way. And, you know, by when Jesus comes, all diseases will be gone, all tears will mm. be gone. But while ever we're on this earth, breakthroughs are really cool and important. Yeah, Jesus himself I, identifies as a physician. Yes, uh, he does. Someone who came to heal and to see he, that he was healing a miracle worker, wasn't taking he? place. Yeah, in a, in, a, in a spiritual sense, but also in a very physical and, and medical sense. And so to see, yeah. again, breakthroughs and steps in those areas here on this earth, like that, that is a part of the mission of Jesus. And that's why many churches run hospitals and healthcare oh, and these yes. kinds of things. And it's because God has given us the calling to support people and support them through their difficulties with sickness. And so it's amazing to see. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Hope you're having a Positively good start to the day. Lawson, can you take it away, please, with our next quiz question? Next quiz question. Here we go. Fill in the blank. Bear one another's blank. Mm. And so fulfill the law of Christ. That's from Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2. If you know the blank, hey, 0491-064-669 is our number to text. Again, fill in the blank, bear one another's blank, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2. If you know the blank, if you give us the correct word, you'll go into the draw to win our amazing prize for this week, which again is an amazing piece of decor, the awesome an incredible gratefulness jar, which is this beautiful porcelain, white and gold and wooden jar with awesome promises and gratefulness, you know, cards and whatnot inside. We want to give this to you for free. All you have to do is answer questions so that you can get in the draw, which will be drawn at the end of this week. Yeah, quarter to nine on Friday morning. And I actually went and had a look at it where we can, where we actually get our products from. Mm. I had a look at it yesterday and the whole, whole porcelain jar is actually, um, it's almost like a vase really, yeah. but it's actually a lot bigger than what I expected. So yeah. it can have multiple uses if you want. You can still have the gratefulness. Yeah cards at the same time the promises so really nice beautiful white with a top um, wooden lid on the top gold writing on it so when every time you look at it it will encourage you through the day shell has something to say what have you got to share I can't. Uh, you can put it in your kitchen and use it as, you know, where you put all of I your... was just thinking, yeah, yeah. good, good what point. What can't yeah, all, all, all your kitchen utensils. Spoons, utensils. spatulas yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, those. We call, them, we call them utensils. Yeah. Oh, but bundle that together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, big, it's that size. It it's is like that size. It's almost that. It's almost, I, I was thinking, it's almost the length of like from my wrist to my elbow. Mm-hmm. V- yeah. Almost that height. So you do want to have this in your home um it can even be a lovely present giveaway for somebody so yeah. anyway yeah so um, hey christmas is coming up guys we're, we're, that's right. we're helping you do the shopping <laughs> instead of heading on out to kmart or whatever wherever you get decor from uh, i mean but you can, we can get some fantastic decor from us if that's, you win the prize for this week and people are starting their christmas shopping i was out last night you know and mm. just doing a bit of shopping and i saw these two ladies in the small car just trying to ram I mean, like, you know, there's these big boxes of things and I'm just like, like, just trying to sh- 
shove it in to close the, the, the boot of the car. They had so many boxes already. I'm like, they're doing the Christmas shopping already. Mate, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in that line, you know, 24th of. December, yeah. <laughs> buying, buying those presents. That's, that's, uh, that's how I get it done That's usually. how you get it done. Yeah. Okay, take it away with our news. Our yeah. news segment. Okay, so in the intro you said that, well, to in- intro my segment earlier in the show, we're going to talk about the government. And yeah. now we're going to start by talking about the government of Australia. Whether we get to any other governments or any other topics, we'll see. But I want to start by talking about local government. Here mm-hmm. in Australia, and specifically the Mornington Peninsula Shire, which is down mm-hmm. in Melbourne, the metropolitan area of Melbourne. And one of the council members who is down there, her name is Susan Bissinger. Now, Susan Bissinger is like a classic council member. If you go onto her page on the Mornington, Frankstown and Mornington Peninsula, you know, the, the Shire, the, the council page that she has, and it outlines who she is and what she's about and what her roles in the council are and what is it that she is trying to achieve. And this is basically the, the role that she has found herself in, the place that she's found herself leading out in the council, is particularly in the area of infrastructure. Now, this mm. lady, she has a background in construction and her goal is to improve the look, the feel and the function of our local communities in a cost-effective way. So this is the, this is the situation that she's ended up in. And, and this is just a regular council lady down there in Victoria. And, and you know, reading into to how she wants to do that, she's like, yeah, like, I just want to stop the, you know, I just want to fix some, you know, some of the, the ugliness of the, the community, you know, in terms of, um, in terms of the infrastructure, but to build also useful in- infrastructure, like, you know, the, uh, walkways, bike paths and this and that and the other, and just improve the look and the feel of the, you know, Frankston Mornington Peninsula. I, I like that idea because if you look around here at Curry Curry, our council's done an incredible job oh, of that kind awesome. of stuff. As and well. yeah, you know, I, I'm a Novocastrian. I've grown up in Newcastle all my life, and Newcastle very much being an industry town and now morphing into a metropolitan area and the efforts that they have made to improve the town. Like, mm. this is just, this is, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome when you can see these steps being taken. And that's the position that she finds herself in. She is the person responsible for the look and the feel of the town given the demographic of the area yep. and to take to take that into consideration and to say how can we make the best look and feel for our town and she's all about you know also infrastructure that's inclusive as well with you know uh, steps that enable you know like like ramps all this stuff like she's she's just trying to best serve the community in a way that is beneficial to everyone she's also cool and that's a real holiday area isn't it Mornington yeah. Peninsula yeah absolutely um, she's also very very much, you know, part of the post kind of COVID nineteen plan that's that's rolling out in that area as well, which is you know looking to just connect people and whatnot, and to, to quell loneliness and quell division, and and really find you know inclusivity and and to help people like this. So this is this is what this person's about. Cool. Now I read about her on an American news site hmm. about a American, recent, and I was like, but she's. She's, How did that get from yeah, Australia? Yeah, that's right. I was like, well, that is interesting. She came up on an American news site I was reading and a story recently about how she has been forbidden uh, from speaking with government staff and was ordered to undergo training after raising concerns about the potentially divisive nature of permanently flying the pride flag at government offices. True. So... 
she, Susan Bissinger, is responsible for the look and the feel of the town. Yeah. And she starts, she has an email conversation with some fellow council members mm. where she says, hey, guys, uh, you know, we're all for, you know, inclusivity, including people, da, 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 da. But she said, I don't think it represents our constituency and our constituents the best if we continually fly this pride flag. I don't think it, it, it represents our constituents the best, and I don't think that it is... I, I think that it could be divisive. So, and again, doing this as a review, do you guys think it's, mm. the, it's the best idea and it's in our mm-hmm. best interest to mm. continue to fly this flag? Mm-hmm. As a result of sending these emails, um, again, she, she was put immediately into external mediation because she exhibited poor behavior. Wow. As a result of these emails. And she was told again to undergo personal development training and to cease communication with all other council members and workers, uh, except for a few of the appointed heads so of ho- the local council. So here's a few things about the fact that, you know, she, she just made this in just general dis- discussion, mm-hmm. obviously, and saying, Hey, pride's, pride's a real issue here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so we shouldn't actually be doing that. It should yeah. be actually be people commenting and- more about, the beauty of what we do um, and they've made it such a bigger thing. Yeah, that's right. And and again, from a questionative perspective, like, hey, do you guys think that it's the best idea that we continually fly this flag even though it could lead to division and I don't think represents our constituency the best? And as a result, uh, yeah, she was, she's been like just completely gagged and <laughs> in, in her position. Now, what is so interesting is, so she's gone through all of this. She said, look, I still care about my constituency. I still care about the local people. I'm taking it on the chin. I'm going to go through all of this. And, you know, and this person doesn't like, what's really key about this is that this person isn't necessarily representing, you know, completely as like a Christian or whatever it may mm. be, but they're just like, I, I, a general thing. in a general sense, That's it's it. like, oh, you know, promoting this, these kinds of ideologies in government buildings is, is divisive. It is divisive and, and, but they, they have gone through all of this as a result. So my, my interest is too, like who initiated that to go to that point? Is it the, the top managers or somebody along the way being impacted, you know, that, yeah. It was one of the top managers was contacted by one of the people in these, like right. this was a mass email chain of like, Hey guys, do you think this is the best? And one of the top managers was contacted. And then ultimately this has taken place, but they've said, no, nah, like, it, well, she has said, no, I'm, uh, I'm taking it on the chin and, uh, I'm, I'm going to, to continue on with, uh, with, with my, with my work, you know, and go through this training and whatnot. What is so interesting though is about the situation. <laughs> Is that the Mornington Peninsula Council has recently been rated as the worst in Melbourne by oh. the local community? Oh, hang on, so, hang on. So, so, <laughs> so they have said, you know, they have said, oh, this lady uses poor behavior and it's offensive and it's actually not representative of, you know, our constituency and your, you know, and she's like, I, I, I'm just trying to make improvements that are mm. representative of our constituency. Mm-hmm. They're saying, mm-hmm. no, it's totally not that. She's obviously finds herself as a minority in her position mm. as mm. the rest of the council, you know, she's, she's ended up in this position as a result. But yeah, it, it's funny that 
you know, the, the constituents themselves, those who are, who are in, in who are members in that area. That. Um, yeah, they're, they're like, well, our council's actually terrible and they're doing a good job. <laughs> so I think they definitely need to change it. I don't yeah. think, you know, these are the, this is the right step. It's a very interesting story. You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It's so good to have Lawson back again, isn't oh. everyone? Text us in, let us know. And if you didn't have the chance to wish him a happy birthday yesterday for Sunday, you can keep on texting in today and all week so that he has lots of special happy birthdays. Mm. Okay, Lawson, take, can you take it away with our next quiz question before our interview, hey, please? Our next quiz question. Here we go. What relationship was Lot, the famous resident of Sodom, to Abraham? If you know their relationship... Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you will go into the draw to win none other than our amazing porcelain gratefulness jar that we're giving away. A beautiful piece of decor. Again, if you just want to play to play for playing sake, maybe not for the prize, you can state it or star. You can say, hey, I'm just playing for fun. Or you can put like a little star, a little asterisk, a little star emoji there, whatever it may be. And we'll hear you loud and clear. But again, what relationship was Lot, the famous resident of Sodom, to Abraham? And if you know the answer to that one, you will go into the draw to win our amazing prize for this week. Again, that number is 0491-064-669. And we're actually going to be covering it a little bit today in our study, so we're going to have to be very careful not to give it away. As oh. The, as oh. The, yeah, we can have clues, but not that, not to give the answer. Okay, <laughs> this morning with our interview, we have Dr. Justin Jackson looking at the Gems for Life for, from Creation Week. Good morning and welcome back, um, Dr. Justin Jackson. How are you? I'm very well, Danita. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. Oh, great stuff. What topic are we covering with you this morning? Because we always love what you actually share with us. What have you got for us this morning, please? Well, this morning I wanted to talk about diabetes. And oh, wow. Specifically type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I thought we should cover this because it's a really big problem, not only in Australia, but around the world. Here in Australia, there are over a million people living with it and 125 new cases are diagnosed every single day. Well, that's a massive amount, isn't it, really? And it is on the increase too, isn't it? So why is it such a problem? Well, the reason that we as doctors and um, also diabetic nurses and others worry about it so much is that the high blood sugar um, resulting from the diabetes damages the blood vessels inside the body. Mm -hmm. When the blood vessels get damaged, uh, that blocks them off, and whatever the blood is flowing to, to supply, dies. Mm. So different organs in the body will get damaged right through the body from the kidneys, um, leading to kidney problems, to the eyes. The tiny vessels in the eyes get damaged. Um, the, the vessels that supply the nerves get damaged. Mm. Um, and so that's... Yeah, it's a disease that, that affects the whole body, essentially. It doesn't mm. happen all at once, but gradually over months and years of this high sugar in the blood. Mm. Wow, that is intense. So the high blood sugar in the, you know, causes damage to the blood vessels, which then damages mm-hmm. the rest of the organs, as you said, like the kidneys and the eyes and the nerves and whatnot. What does this mean for us in like real 
practical terms for the person living with diabetes? What does that what does that look like for them? Yeah, so if it's left unchecked over years, as I was saying, then these organs and parts of the body wind up failing. Mm. So, for instance, if it's the kidneys, um, it's actually the leading cause of Australians needing dialysis, Mm. diabetes. Mm. Um, And what triggered uh, this talk today was um, a patient um, that I'm involved in their care of who um, he's lost feeling in his feet. Wow. And so when um, there are small injuries, they get infected and he doesn't really feel it and it's resulted in, in him needing an, an, a below knee amputation. Wow. So it really does have a, a big effect and um, it also causes strokes and heart attacks. And that's why, you know, as, as particularly family doctors, but also um, hospital doctors as well, we really focus on bringing that blood sugar down with lots of tablets um, and even insulin if, if needed. Mm, and it sounds like it has got this really strong, from one thing, so from diabetes, there can be this ripple effect, can't there? Mm. Like, you know, onto the strokes and heart attacks right. and, um, and, you know, kidney problems and then even in some cases amputations as well. And it doesn't sound pleasant at all. So, so what sort of things, mm. what sort of things actually do cause the diabetes? Well, that's, Really interesting, yes. Yeah. So diabetes results from an inability of the cell to take up the sugar molecule out of the bloodstream. Mm. So they're basically stuck outside the, the cell door, banging on it, trying mm. to get in. Mm-hmm. And the insulin acts like <clears throat> a key to unlock the, the special door of the cell so that the sugar can come in. Mm-hmm. In type 2 diabetes, there's plenty of insulin, but it's actually the lock mechanism that's become jammed. Mm -hmm. And so body attempts to overcome it by making more and more insulin. But the problem is not the insulin. It's it's actually, as I was saying, this lock mechanism Mm -hmm. that the insulin needs to turn to open the door and and let the sugar in. How does this lock mechanism actually end up being jammed? Is it caused by the high amount of sugar? Does it clog it up or something? Yeah, well, that's actually, it's, it sounds logical that high sugar would be the cul- culprit of a disease that, that um, causes high sugar, but it's not the root problem. Um, mm. We've actually known about this um, for quite a long time. Um, in the 1990s, though, there was a really interesting study that I thought your listeners would, would um, resonate with. Mm. What the doctors actually did was they put an intravenous cannula in the arm of these volunteers and they ran uh, an infusion of lipids, so essentially pure fat, straight into their veins. Oh. (laughs) And what they found was that almost immediately, not, you know, not weeks or months down the track, but hours, the insulin sensitivity um in, increased mm. and it was actually the lipids, um, the fat in the bloodstream that was clogging up this mechanism and stopping the, the insulin um, actually being able to signal through the cell to let the sugar in. Wow. So that's, that's really fascinating that they, they, they put f- fat, you know, different kinds of fats into the veins, directly into the veins through an IV. Um, yes. and so it's not yes. actually, yeah, like directly to go, okay, let's see the immediate effect of this. And it did, mm. did give an immediate effect. So it's not the sugar that actually affects the diabetes. It's actually the fat. 
Yeah, that's right. And look, it wasn't the 1990s that we discovered this. It was, you know, that was just a, a fascinating experiment that I thought I'd share. Yeah. But way back in the 1920s, right at the early frontiers of nutritional science, um, people were exploring the different compositions of diet and what effect they had. Mm-hmm. And so a particular scientist by the name of Sweeney took groups of students and fed them um, these, these different diets. One was rich in carbohydrates, mm. so they got to eat sugar, pastry, white bread, baked mm. potatoes, mm-hmm. bananas, you know, rice, oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was a fat diet, and they were only allowed to eat olive oil, butter, mayonnaise with egg yolk, and 20% cream for two days. Wow. So quite quite drastic diets. But within that two days the blood sugar level skyrocketed in the fat diet and they ended up with twice the blood sugar wow, twice. levels of, yeah, of those fed the carbohydrate diet. Um, so it's not something that takes weeks or months or years. It's, it's something that within a matter of hours with the fat infusion as we saw um, or, you know, a couple of days here in this study um, – and we'll clog up this this mechanism, and that's why you know mm. the meat, the cheese, the butter, fried foods are so strongly linked to diabetes. All of the kind of things that so many people love having really is what we're kind of hearing. And I, what surprises me there is the olive oil because we're often spoke, you know, told that olive oil is actually really good for us. Um, but so, do scientists know how the saturated fats actually do this in any kind of way? Yeah. So what they've looked at is. Um, Recently, with the um, advance of imaging, they've been able to use special MRI scanning and it has the ability to pick up fat in the muscle cells. Mm, And what's been discovered is that the free fatty acids, either from our diet or um, if we're overweight from our fat cells, they spill over into the bloodstream and they end up lodging inside the muscle and other body cells. Wow. Once they're there, it's those free fatty acids that block the lock mechanism so that when the insulin binds to the receptor on the cell, it no longer triggers the door to open and let in the glucose. So I think a good analogy would be like a doorbell Mm -hmm. that's had the wire cut so that when um, someone signals on it, um, it's no longer ringing and then no one goes to the door and, and, and let you in. Yeah. Oh man. So, uh, dude, the, the 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 whether it's the you know the cheesy pizza or whatever whatever it may be the the unhealthy fatty foods that you eat mm. as soon as you eat them they're kind of working through the body as this like malignant you know sabotaging force That's that right. is actually yeah. preventing you from you know getting into your muscles and preventing you from being able to 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 sort out or your body to actually you know correctly um deal with 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 sugar and and you know maintain a correct insulin level Mm. oh that's that's true and it's not only um that lock of that um or or, or that lock and key mechanism that gets clogged up it's also our mitochondria that produce Mm. energy for our cells so there's a whole raft of effects and I find it really fascinating. You know, we talk about science from the 1920s, but if we go back um, to, you know, a couple of thousand years, Mm. but you see to the writings of Moses Mm -hmm. um, in Leviticus, he was very specific there that God had instructed the people not to eat any fat 
Um, and so he says, the fat of an animal that dies naturally you may use in any other way, but you shall by no means eat it. Mm. Wow. So it's, it's very specific advice. There you go. And our Western diets really um, a double whammy because the saturated fat content causes that insulin resistance that we've discussed this morning mm. so that the sugar can't get out of the blood vessels and causes the damage. But then we're adding um, refined carbohydrates on top. So we're, we're sort of increasing the sugar load with, with both the saturated fat and the sugars. Wow. So it seems that the solution is quite obvious to return to the creation diet. You know, we're talking about creation week and gems from creation week, but it <laughs> seems like that's the, the way to go back to in many ways. Yes. So even before um, the time of Moses, God had laid it out pretty, pretty straight in our gems from creation week. And he said there, I've given you every seed bearing plant throughout all the earth and the fruit trees for your food. Mm. And so that plant-based diet, which is naturally low in saturated fat, has just been shown over and over and over again to prevent and reverse diabetes. Wow. Um, for so instance, yeah, I was just going to say the Adventist Health Study um, really looked at a stepwise reduction in the, intra- in the incidence of diabetes as you move from non-vegetarian through to semi, to pesco, to lacto-over-vegetarian and finally to vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so each group, um, the closer you get to the original creation diet, the, the less the chance of diabetes. Mm. Wow, that, that's absolutely fabulous. And what, I'm hearing, what we're hearing there is that it's lifestyle-related so if we're reversing things, it can actually make a real difference. So what kind of healthy meals, you know, if it's lifestyle related, then what kind of healthy meals can we be looking at? Oh, look, there's such a vast range, isn't there? But I think if we base our diet on whole grains, which are naturally low in saturated fat, and then throw in plenty of fruits and legumes, leafy greens and root vegetables, mm-hmm. along nuts and seeds, we just can't go wrong. And there's so many different variations um, across all different cultures and, and, and groups to experiment with. So lots of great ideas. Mm. Mm. Have, you, have you got any favourites, Lawson? Because one of mine is bircher muesli, like, you know, having it with the full oats and having just the healthy, you know, soy milk and things like that into it. But I noticed, I mean, even just drizzling, is honey okay for us too? Just a little bit of honey because that's a natural, oh, natural sugar, yes. but not too much again, yeah? <laughs> no, for sure. So, yeah, as we looked at, there's, there's that misconception that it's the carbs that are causing it. But, mm. um, you know, look, a little bit of honey, fruit, um, so many different ideas. Soups made with root vegetables, yep. wholemeal couscous with Moroccan curries. Yum. Uh, oh, <laughs> brown rice, potato stews. <laughs> I am like the biggest cabbage fan, man. Oh, you're cabbage, a cabbage fan. Cabbage <laughs> soup, man. Oh, it sounds incredible. But yeah, Justin, thank you so much for joining us this morning, giving us some, us some insight, not only as to how the body works, but also what we can eat to better serve our body as well and prevent diabetes. No, thank you so much for having me. Amazing. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.